I love you, bud, but I'm going to remove your head from your body and take your job. Okay, OP. This is OKOP. I'm Samuel Bonner. And I'm John Fry. And we tell the funniest stories on the internet. Oh, yes, we do. And Sam, I actually have some wonderful, incredible news. Incredible news? Like, actually beyond incredible, is I would it say. Incredible news that is just in time for Valentine's Day? It actually is just in time for Valentine's Day. It it shows the power of love. You know uh, what I mean? It's, I love love. It's love is like love, love. It's the most powerful force in the universe. In the universe. That they say. Yeah, they say love can cure everything. Exactly. So one of our incredible Patreon members, Keegan Simmons. Shout out to you, Keegan. She recently uh, had a talk with her girlfriend. Oh. And uh, she she asked her a question, which was, "Will you marry me?" That is a big question. It might even be called the big question. <laughs> the, the big question, honestly. And uh, suffice to say, she said yes. Woo! <laughs> we are so excited for you, Keegan, and your partner. And also, we're just so happy that we got to like share that. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I'm glad that we could uh, uh, be that part of your lives. People, the OKOP fam is finding love. That you know they are maybe, maybe one day not because of us maybe not because of us yet right next to us adjacent yeah a- adjacent yes, yeah that's a, that's a and good at point. least yes. at least we have a platform to proclaim and share their love you yes. know it's uh it's a great thing it's so. a great thing to have unfortunately this next story is not one of love but of rivalry <gasps> i love you bud but i'm going to remove your head from your body and take your job <laughs> that's not what you want to hear from <laughs> No, it is not. No, it is not. Bad friend. I'm a millwright who specializes in rebuilding natural gas turbine. I run with a very top caliber crew where Mm. everyone has a role to fill. John, you know what a millwright is? No. Millwright is someone who works a mill. I see. Like, have you ever seen like in like action movies where there's that guy and like he's like in the the machine shop? Right. There's like like sparks flying everywhere. Imagine that. Freaking goggles. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's like. My role is overseeing anything that's lifted with a crane my technical title is rigor rigor because there's a lot of rigor in the job (laughs) if a load falls it's my fault if someone gets hurt while i'm in control of a lift it's my fault. If equipment is damaged while I'm in control of the lift, it's my fault. The incident in question <laughs> happened about two years ago, but we'll need to go back a couple of years further to get the backstory. <laughs> get in the time machine, Rewinding folks. in time machine. I was a fresh member of the crew and had demonstrated competency in rigging, digging, and slicking. <laughs> 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 so after roughly six months with this group, my superintendent put me in charge of all rigging. Yeah. Anything that needs to be rigged and digged, this man, OP, has got it down. I'm going to rig your dig. I wasn't the fastest rigger. I didn't have the biggest rig. <laughs> but I was safety focused and insisted <laughs> on doing it right every time, even if I had to take a little longer. <laughs> It's not the size of the rig that matters, Sam. It's the motion of the rig. It's the rotation of the rig. This meant that my superintendent didn't have to watch over every rigging task and could go relax because I had it all under control. Another millwright joined the crew about the same time I did. We'll call him Larry. Sup, Larry? We didn't get along at first, but after a few months, we became friends. Larry was an act now, think later type, much like the superintendent I travel under. Larry was prone to making mistakes because of that attitude. But 
he was very fast. Oh, yeah. And worked like a mule all times. And I respected that. He wasn't especially skilled in any one area, so he had no special position. That meant sometimes he'd be put on less glamorous work. And I soon learned he was very jealous of my position as head rigger. Uh-oh. At times, he would make comments like, I'm going to take your job. <laughs> wow. Tell us how you really feel, Larry. Stop beating around the bush, okay? Let's get to the point here. Larry's trying to be a little coy here, I guess. Also, I love how Opie is like, this is my friend, and this friend is being like, I want your job. Not in getting me fired, but bumping me down a rung and him taking my spot as rigor. He'd come up behind me while I was looking over my checklist to point out something I may not have checked yet. If supervision was near, he'd make sure he was heard. Dude, Larry's a dick. At this point, I should mention this. I stick out like a sore thumb on this crew. I was raised in a very strict Christian cult, but in my mid-20s, I realized what was going on and left at great cost, losing my family and friends because of strict shunning rules and cult-like practices. Some of the stricter things stuck with me, like I've never been intoxicated, I don't use tobacco, no recreational drugs, I speak professionally without slang or colloquialisms for the most part, and these traits stick out from the crew of men that travel on the road and work in harsh environments away from home for months on end. I like how his distinction of how he sticks out like a sword is like, I have a great vocabulary yes. and I'm very well-mannered. I've never partaken. Very distinguished and I don't participate in such vice. Disgusting. But all these other folks are dirty hunks of meat <laughs> and are swearing like sailors. Hello, customers. Nice day we're having, huh? Yeah, so I don't fit in. But Larry... He fits right in. Larry quickly became the superintendent's puppy, bringing him gifts of his favorite alcohol, staying out late after work with him, even rooming with him on the road. I, on the other hand, leave work, hit the gym, cook my food for the next day, and make sure I get at least six hours of sleep so I can perform the next day. Sounds like Larry's just working harder than you, man. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not a schmoozer. It's like, man, Larry's trying to make it happen, baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Larry might be a dick, but he's a smart dick. I realize that puts me at a disadvantage socially in the workplace, but I prefer to let my work speak for itself. One thing I've learned about working in organizations is work doesn't speak for itself. You do. You got to speak up for yourself and you got to kind of play the politics. You got to somehow present the information in a way that they're going to like, yes, you're doing it. Anyways. Fast forward about 18 months. We're starting a new project before the vid hits. About two weeks into the job, I have to attend a mandatory class through my union. It's a 40-hour class and in a different state. So I'll be gone for pretty much the entire week with travel time. I get permission from supervision to leave, and Larry is rigging in my absence. <gasps> a few days later, I'm laying in bed stressing out about the final test that I have to take next morning. If this test isn't passed, the entire week is wasted. I always psych myself out before a test, but in reality, I don't have anything to worry about as I'm a good student and test well, and I'm very, very smart. Unlike these other idiots. Yeah, unlike Larry. My phone goes off. It's a text from Larry. I love you, bud, but I'm your throat. I reply, what are you talking about? When you get back, I'll be the rigger. You can do the crap work from now on. I'm not proud of the response I came back with, but it's how I truly felt in the moment. Be careful about the throat of someone smarter than you. I'm far from the smartest person you'll ever meet, but I do enjoy reading, studying, and learning. <laughs> and being smarter than Larry 
wasn't an accomplishment by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> the next morning, I passed the test and headed back to the job, where Larry had, in fact, usurped my position as rigor and was lording over me as he went about doing the tasks he would normally do. To be completely honest, it was kind of like a vacation at first. Get paid nearly $40 an hour to clean parts of torque flanges with no stress? Sign me up. You know how much I love cleaning those torque flanges. But I was upset. I was upset because I knew I did my job better than he would. I knew he was going to get along better with the superintendent because of their similar personalities, but I didn't feel I should lose my position simply because Larry had more in common with our superintendent than I did. Regardless of that, I was now dealt these cards and I had to play them. This is high stakes poker. Just three days after I got back from class, though, the job was shut down. The vid 19 was now sweeping through the country. Out of an abundance of caution, the plant shut the project down until further notice. We were sent home for about three days and then called out an emergency shutdown where the turbine had crashed. <gasps> we roll out there and on the job 48 hours later in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. We get right to work on this particular unit. You can pull the entire roof into two sections with a crane to open the enclosure. Compared to many things we lift in a project like this, the roof weighs very little. The turbine rotor may weigh over 100,000 pounds. Whoa. But the roof usually weighs around 7,000 pounds. Lightweight. But it was large and there are critical parts around the roof that can be damaged if not lifted carefully. Typical procedure is to be on the top roof after it's unbolted. Blah, 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 blah. Roof, 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 roof. There's a big roof. And they, have to move and they it. take it off. <laughs> the superintendent instructs me to go on the roof with Larry and assist him. Do whatever Larry tells you to do. Okay, boss. I put on my harness and climb to the top and begin to assess the situation. The rigging to lift the roof is four to five. <laughs> we get it, Ophi. You lift roofs, you're a rigger. And I see Larry has it all rigged up, but no tension on the wire rope slings. I notice his crucial mistake. He has, <laughs> he has, for <laughs> he has forgot to account for boom deflection. <laughs> Not the boob deflection, Larry! Larry, what are you doing? When a crane takes weight off the load, the boob flexes down. Depending on the crane setup and the weight of the load, it can mean that while your crane hook might be centered in your load with no weight on the hook, once you get the weight of the load on the crane, the crane hook can be anywhere from a few inches to a number of feet off the center, which means the load can come off the ground. It swings. All right, let me just sum up that yeah larry hooked up the rig wrong and now it could end in catastrophic failure oh god it could crash into equipment crash into a person it's very dangerous at this point i start calculating is this going to end in catastrophic failure is it enough to break the chain fall is it enough to hurt the people around us nope it's just us is there any equipment that could be damaged if it swings yes an electrical control panel which has all power killed to it and has been disconnected in its swing path i decide to let Larry hang himself and move the crane erroneously directly into the control panel. Oh. He looks at me and asks what I think. I tell him, this is your show, boss. He asks what I mean. I look at him in the eye and draw my finger across my throat. Uh-oh. He gets nervous because he knows exactly what I mean. He starts double-checking everything. He still doesn't notice the boom deflection. After a couple minutes, he decides, I must be talking out of my butt 
and proceeds with the lift. I stop him and remind him to tie off with his harness. He doesn't realize it, but we're about to go for a ride. Generally, when I'm rigging, I first find out what the thing I'm rigging to weighs. It's a vital piece of information. Larry doesn't know how much anything weighs, and that's when things can spin out of control. He starts signaling the crane to slowly hoist up. The operator complies and starts lifting. I'm watching the boom get pulled more and more off center. We're probably two feet from the center of the load at this point, meaning a swing could travel nearly four feet. I stop Larry and ask him to see how much weight is on the crane. 11,000 pounds, 4,000 more than it should weigh. This roof is in a bind. It's either not going to move or we're about to fly. I brace myself. Hoist up slowly, Larry calls over the radio. Boom! The whole roof shoots a good two feet into the air and swings wildly to the control panel. Larry and I are riding it like pirates into the crow's nest in a hurricane. We crash into the control panel, bending it over a 45 degree angle, destroying most of its components. People start pouring out of the nearby trailers to see what the commotion is about. The crane operator is yelling over the radio, We got a system alert! System alert! Asking what the heck happened. I'm smiling. Larry is shaking. He sees me <laughs> smiling and knows what I know. We get the roof set on the ground and are met by our superintendent. He's chewing Larry's butt hard in a bad way. <laughs> He gets to me and asks why I let it happen. I just say, I did exactly what Larry told me to do. The superintendent is no dummy. He's seen a thing or two and knows exactly what went down. Larry is demoted and I'm reinstalled as head rigger immediately. Hey! A few shifts later, it's all smoothed over. Larry and I are actually good friends now. <laughs> We've been through a lot together and each of us has each other's backs these days. He's now the foreman on our crew and lets me do my thing. Failing your way to the top is still a valid way of progressing in my field, but I'm happy for him. He's actually good at it. And I guess that's all there is to say about that. We'll be right back after the break. So Sam and I recently converted this podcast to Anchor, and it was so easy. I mean, Sam, I wish all conversions were this easy, even spiritual ones. So John, I actually called up the Church of Scientology and asked, how can I convert? Scientology Information Center, how can I help you? Hello, um, I saw one of your pamphlets and I was wondering if I could get more information um, about like like doing some kind of like converting or joining the group. Okay, have you checked out our website? Yes, I have. And I was wondering like how, how easy is it to like attend one of these events? I mean, at this point, um, you should read a book or something like that so you can find out what it is. That sounds like a little difficult. I wish it was like kind of easier, like converting to Anchor. It's free and you can use it from your phone or computer and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Yeah. Um, do you have a lot of time to waste? Um, no, actually, but uh, its creation tools yeah. allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great and they'll distribute it everywhere. The podcast can be heard. Okay. So it um, seems that you have a lot of time on your hands. And you can make money from it too. Okay, bye. Thank you. But honestly, she didn't seem too thrilled with my line of questioning. But you know what should get you thrilled? The Anchor app. You can download the Anchor app or visit anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to the podcast. Like, what an insane story. Like, Larry got what's coming to him. Bro, for, OP for was being savage. with the superintendent. Bro, it's absolute savage move from OP. And the way he, like, calculated, he's like, this will do just enough damage to not be catastrophic. Yeah, but just enough damage to get him to, fired. To get him, yeah. Demoted, wow. at least. To reiterate what we've been saying, like you can't expect your work just to speak for yourself. You no. do have to play a little bit of politics if you want to raise or anything like that. It's like, 
it, it's it's kind of the this is why I work for myself. Yeah, you know, because it's like dealing with office politics sucks. And yeah, and you kind of just have to be constantly selling yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if people they're so busy with all their uh, their own priorities and stuff, like you gotta let people know, like this is what I'm doing to you know further the cause and why I'm valuable. Yeah. Um, but you know what cause we always want to further? Oh my goodness. Growing the OKOP subscriber fam, which you yes. can do by smashing the subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. Follow us on Spotify. Or if you really want to support, support us on Patreon. Absolutely. And join the ranks of Amanda, Will Combs, Connor Van Buren, Keegan Simmons, and Kathy Quigley. Hey, see you soon.